Yes, sir. All right, Pop fans, it's Bill from Pop Fan Rivalry. We got another podcast. We got another returning guest. We got another top fan who is just awesome, awesome, awesome. John, welcome back into the clubhouse and the podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Very excited to be back. It's nice to return. Awesome. We're excited to have you. And I'm excited to talk Rays baseball because that American League East is crazy right now between the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox are starting to make a little bit of noise, right? And so let's just dive into it. Tell me about the Rays. Tell me how you felt like they've started these first 40 plus games or so. Well, so the numbers, if you look at it plainly, were 26 and 17. And so that that's good enough for second in the toughest division. And second behind the Yankees who had an 11 game, I believe it was an 11 game win streak early in the season. And I don't think it's too early to admit that Aaron Judge is playing like the best or one B in baseball right now. So it's I'm I'm happy that that's where the numbers put us. I don't feel like we've passed the eye test, though, Um, with what I've seen. And I haven't been able to catch every game. Like I said, it's been it's been tough. I started the new job. So I haven't been able to catch every game, but everything I have seen, it's been tough. And there's been winnable games we've lost on things that would typically be a strength of the Rays. So. I want to see those things sort of get strengthened out. And I I feel like it's a byproduct of the way the Rays win that there's always so much turnover. There's there's like a, a five, six, seven, eight guy core, and then everything else is piecemeal around. And so it takes more than like a 40-game sample size for us to figure out who the Rays are. And I think the Rays are always going to be who they are. But you just got to get those wheels turning, you know? You know, I've talked to a lot of guys online and on the podcast um, – and it's it's hilarious to me how the Rays, when you look down their lineup, it's not recognizable names outside of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Nationally recognized names, like when you look at the Yankees or even the Dodgers, you look at all Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, um, you know, Justin Turner, things like that, or Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu. Mm-hmm. Yet the Rays always seem to figure out a way to win. I don't – I mean – Maybe it's because people look past him, but I got to tell you, I think the Rays are a playoff team this year, even at the early start of this. So that's, I mean, I love it. I love watching teams like that mm-hmm. and how they, they focus. So tell me, tell me about the positives. So we're 40 some on games in the season. What do you see from what you've seen? Um, what are the positives? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for starters, my, uh, my favorite pitcher in baseball, Shane McClanahan, he was last year. He was electric coming up, and he looks like who I thought he was. He looks like who we thought he was, you know. he is He's an early early Cy Young contender, at least in my eyes. If, if Florida was a legal betting state, I would put money on it. But at, like he, he's the next Rays ace. You know how the Rays will have a guy for three years, and then he'll go to Minnesota or something and wash away. James Shields. James, exactly. James Shields, David Price, Alex Cobb, Chris Archer. Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, and I'm not I'm not writing off Tyler Glasnow yet, but he's lost the number one spot, and now it's Shane McClanahan's turn, and it's that's how it is with the Rays. And McClanahan is the next Rays guy. McClanahan is whose jersey you'll see around the trap with Wander Franco around it. Those those will be the two for a while. I think that's the other positive is it's nice, like what you were saying. There's no there's no guys that'll get you national recognition. It's I feel like Wander Franco will be that guy. Wander Franco will be the first guy since Evan that 
people care about. And I don't mean you and I, people that actually know baseball, but Wander Franco will be the, I mean, even besides Evan, he'll be the first Tampa Bay Ray that I think like your neighbor down the street will know the name of. Right. I think he'll be on that top five, 10 of guys in baseball that people actually care about outside of baseball fandom. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's awesome. And those are awesome. You got to have that one or two guy that, that people are just kind of going, Hey, this is fun to watch, or this guy's, you know, awesome to watch. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Especially, especially in the raised market. Um, Nobody from St. Pete goes, but people vacation to St. Pete. You need a guy on that field that people are like, Hey, we're in St. Pete. Let's go see Wander Franco. You don't even need them to want to see the Rays, but you need them to want to see Wander Franco. And that's, that's all it'll take to get people in the seats. It's just a guy that people, a singular guy that people want to see. And then the on field product around it is a cherry on top. And that's, and you bring up a good point too, because when that individual, whether it's Wander Franco or, or whoever it is, becomes that guy, then it's Wander Franco and the, Rays are coming to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, wow, that, that's that dude. He's pretty cool. You know, I want to go see him. You know, when I'm, you know, here in Chicago, I want to go see him when he plays the White Sox or, or whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's you know, yeah. that's the guy that you want. You want one of those guys. Just like Mike Trout and the Angels are coming to town or, or Aaron Judge mm-hmm. and the, the Yankees. Exactly. Are, you, need, you need one guy. It, it's uh, forever. It's been. Like the, the 2020 World Series, it was Mookie Betts and the Dodgers versus the Tampa Bay Rays. It was not Tyler Glass now in the Tampa Bay Rays. It was not Randy Rosarain in the Tampa Bay Rays because he wasn't big enough then. He had had a great postseason, but that's, that's not the point. It just There was no star to attach to our logo, and there, there right. sort of is now. And I don't see that. I, I'm, I'm blissfully optimistic that it's going to stay that way. You know, for every for every guy that comes up and is a Juan Soto, there's not to rub salt in the wound, but there's a Yasiel Puig, right? Amen. Amen. So you got to be realistic about it. But I think, I mean, we talked about the eye test earlier. Wander passes it, and then the, the peripherals and the advanced stats back it up, too. He is legit. Yeah. Um, very happy to stand in front of you and say that. Agreed. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're, we're too early in the season to – use the term negative. Okay. I use that for after the all-star break saying, okay, how do you fix some of the negatives? So I'm going to use the word concern. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, if anything, do you see of concern from the Rays currently? Is there any concerns that you see in the team weaknesses? I got a bunch (laughs) because I I try to be, I try to be realistic about it. And realistically, there's a bunch of things I would like to see fixed. There's the Rays never use a defined closer. Uh, but Andrew Kittridge last year was an all-star for us, and he blew a couple opportunities early, and he just didn't look like an all-star. I believe it was Jeffrey Springs, if I'm not mistaken. In the last series we had against the Orioles, we lost two of three in extra innings on Jeffrey Springs' blown saves. Right. That's brutal. The Rays last year won the, Ameri- won the American League East and had the best record in the American League on the back of beating the Orioles 22 times. It was either 22-1 and one or 21-1. and one. So the Orioles have already doubled their win total against us from last year. And they did that in one series. You just, you can't have that. It's, it's the division where the the Yankees are playing fantastic. The Red Sox are stacked. I think the Blue Jays are the most talented team on paper in the division. You have to beat up, not to be rude, but you have to beat up the tomato can. 
And mm-hmm. if we're dropping teams to the or we're dropping games to the Orioles, that's not a winning formula. Oh. Uh, the, and piggybacking off of that, the piecemeal bullpen is always a strength of the Rays. I don't feel like the bullpen has been up to snuff. And that that's eye test also, because if I'm not mistaken, we're we're somewhere towards the top in ERA, but it's just it's not great. Uh, the the starting rotation hasn't been what I hoped. Patino is on the IL. Boz didn't even make his first start. He was on the IL. So I mean, Corey Kluber is pitching six, seven, six and seven innings into games that he's had losing since the second because we just need those innings eight, and that's not that's not ideal. Yep. Yep. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the bullpen, um, John, because that seems to be oddly enough a universal problem throughout the Major League Baseball. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at some of the teams, the Philadelphia Phillies, for example, I picked them to win the National League East this year. Their bullpen, I just, I mean, I don't know if you listened to the podcast we posted today about the pandemic crew, the Phillies guys, but that's the first thing they said. Hey, we need a bullpen. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, that's where the Dodgers are struggling. Bullpen. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. the teams that are competing, that's what it seems like. So it's not just a, a, a raise thing. It's, it's pretty universal yeah. <laughs> right now. Well, so. I feel like bull, the bullpen is comparable to the uh, to the offensive line in football, where mm-hmm. you only hear about it if it's bad. You know, you could have four good bullpen games, and then on the fifth, if it's a blown save or you blow it in the eighth, you need you need to clean house. Like it, it's one side or the other. You know, if if the bullpen keeps the game good, congratulations, you did your job. Starter gave you a win and you kept it. That's what you're there for. If you blow it the worst person on the team you know it's like it's almost like a kicker too in that regard so it's 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 a lose-lose situation you know yeah yeah it's you're either eating uh ramen or you're eating filet mignon and the funny part about it is you could go through that emotion six times in one week (laughs) oh for sure for sure especially especially with the race because i don't i mean very rarely do our starters go more than six yeah so it's it, we see a lot of bullpen. We we've been using a bunch of pitchers every game. Like with with the rule, we're we're st- if I'm not mistaken, we're still under the rule where a batter has to face three or get to the end of the inning, right? Correct. So even even with that, we're seeing guys, we're seeing five and six arms a game, which is nuts. That's 40 percent of your bullpen every night. That's you just can't do that. It's not winning baseball. And who I mean. Granted, I'm a guy on a computer. Who am I to question the reigning American League manager of the year? But, like, yeah. I don't see how that's sustainable, especially in New October, God willing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – it. yeah. And the one thing that drives me nuts – so there's two things in baseball that drive me nuts now, John. And I'm, I'm kind of old school. I was taught how to play the game by guys that were, you know, played in the 60s and 70s. So I'm a little old school here. Drives me nuts that we don't see as much little ball mm-hmm. anymore. But you know what drives me even more crazy than not seeing, not seeing little ball? Do you know what drives me even more crazy? Freaking bullpen games. I hate it when teams announce, oh, we don't have a starter. I think game. we're, we're going to win for that. We're going to do a bullpen game. What What the heck is a bullpen game? We're going to win for that. Yeah. Uh, I want to retract something I said earlier. It's not – I just remembered – Jeffrey Springs, now that you mentioned bullpen games, Jeffrey Springs has been a fantastic opener for us. Okay. It was uh, Ryan Thompson that has blown three saves in a row. I apologize. Sorry if um, if Jeffrey Springs is listening. And <laughs> Ryan Thompson, if you're listening, uh, I like you, but please don't do that again. <laughs> Let's not blow saves anymore. 
<laughs> okay, new yeah, topic. Please, just let's 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 save the game. Let's save the game. Idea. Okay, new topic. You hit the nail on the head. You led this right into this topic. So the next twenty-five games. I love asking this question. So the next twenty-five games. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for now? You mentioned something very very unique. You have to. I'm going to use my terms. You have to beat up on the teams that are struggling. The Nationals, the Royals, the, you know, you would think the Orioles, although the Orioles are putting together a halfway decent season, which is I agree. Little, the Orioles oh, scare me in two years. Exactly. Exactly. So do the Marlins, by the way, in two years. Um, I'm big Jazz Chisholm guy, so I agree 100%. <laughs> there you go. So you guys have the Rangers who are playing, you know, who are struggling. But then you've mm -hmm. got the White Sox, you've got the Cardinals, you've got the Twins, then you got the Yankees. And then at the end of the or middle of the month, next month, then you get the Orioles, but then you go back to the Yankees and you finish it off with the Pirates. So you've got a lot of teams that are, are mm -hmm. October caliber teams. What are you looking for in the next 25 games for the Rays to do? Um, well, so obviously – you want, I mean, ideal is what, 15 and 10, 16 and 9. Mm -hmm. But I want to see we what I talked about earlier about how like the Rays are always like you gotta you gotta feel it out. You gotta you gotta become a team essentially. I need to see that cohesion. Like I, I need to see a stride hit with that eye test. I need us to not use six arms a game. I need starters to go deep, and I need Mike Zanino, for the love of God, to start hitting the baseball. It's been bad. But with what you're saying with the schedule. And I would like to start after tonight. At the time of recording, we are actively getting uh, whooped by the Yankees. Is the word I'll use? So I'd like good to start. Word, good I'd word. like to start with tomorrow, the twenty seventh. Um, we need. We need to. We're going to lose tonight, so we need. We need to take the series. We we need to win the next two, and then the White Sox always play us tough. The Cardinals are my National League World Series pick. I think that team is scary, scary deep, and scary good defensively. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that'll be a tough series, but we, you got to beat up the twins. You got to sweep the pirates. You got to, you got to split or win the series against the Yankees. The next time we play them, the white Sox are always tough. I, I will meet your expectations against the white Sox. If we take one game, I'll be happy. We play so bad against the white Sox. We are so bad. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because as a Dodger fan, for some reason, we typically play terrible against Colorado. And because of the way that the schedule got, smushed together this year with having a week off at the beginning of the season while they were negotiating mm -hmm. our final six games are i believe at home against colorado six games in a row I'm six like, game series uh-huh mm -hmm. my yeah. goodness yeah six and games that'll be in the midst of the playoff push yeah so if we haven't clinched in the last six games and we're fighting for anything as a dodger fan buckle up it's going to get exciting <laughs> right right we so, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say we play the Mariners poorly too. I expect I expect nothing but failure against the Mariners for the last two years. Mariners or last year it was terrible. We lost multiple games and extras to the Mariners. So I feel you 100. So I'm gonna ask an additional follow up question here. I asked this last night with the pandemic crew because Oscar had said something, mm -hmm. and a, a good friend of mine named Mikey, um, who you'll meet on another podcast when we get a group of guys together. His name's Mikey. He goes by Mikey Bleeds Blue. Great Dodger fan. Just great human being all around. Just fantastic mm -hmm. individual. He and I were talking offline, and he asked me this question, and I kind of was like, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, I didn't give a good answer. Right. Here's my question to you. Would you rather the Rays go on a 10-game winning streak? Now, that sounds good. Or would you prefer them to win 10 straight series in a row? Take two out of three from the Yankees. Take two out of three from Texas. Then take two out. Oh, would you rather? 10 series. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell because me why. Where, but I, I agree with you, but tell me why. There's what? Two, three. There's Is there three wild card teams now? Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. It is. I mean, I would, once again, not a legal betting state, but if I could bet, I would bet three American League East teams make the playoffs. So, so every raise win against an American League East team is an AL East team loss, right? So if we can go two of three every series against the American League East, we're boosting ourselves and we're pushing them down. And that is going to help us in the playoff race. There is, a, there is no shot that some combination of Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays some some three of those teams don't make the playoffs. There's no shot that's not three of those teams. I feel so incredibly confident in saying that because it's it is it's such a deep division, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dogfight till the end. Somebody may clinch the uh, like playoffs will be clinched early, mm-hmm. but it, it'll be like just grappling for position for the entirety of September. Yeah, what, what are you fighting be, for? It'll be what rough. position are you fighting for? Are you fighting for home field advantage? Yeah, it. The reason why I asked that Which question. Which is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reason why I asked we that were, question. We were terrible in Fenway last year. Yep. 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 And I, yeah, I think home field advantage is what the the Astros should have had to suffer in 2017 when they got their punishments or 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I told everybody, I said, make, make it hurt the fans a little bit. The players don't care. They got paid. They got their rings. They got. Okay, keep your rings, but hey, for the next 10 seasons, if the Astros make the playoffs, they can't host a home game in the postseason. I mean, can can you imagine a best out of seven series in the Bronx where all seven games are played in the Bronx for the Astros? Mm -hmm. But I I can see why people would be against that, but it's got to be something like that, right? It's got to be the organization has to suffer because the players don't care. Yeah. Altuve, yeah. whether you like it or not, is not going to get the Barry Bonds treatment. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's, a, and then there's guys like is is Justin Verlander implicated? Is Garrett Cole implicated? Is Zach Greinke implicated? Like these guys are going to be Hall of Famers, all very yeah. good. And, you know, it yeah. needs to be something that hurts the Astros, not Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa, even though he's not there. And Alex Bregman, you know. So I I I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying. Awesome. So I, the reason why I asked that question, I got to tell you this, I, cause I think it's interesting. The baseball purist loves just like people say, Oh, chicks dig the long ball, right? Everybody loves a home run. The baseball mm-hmm. purist love that winning streak. Okay. But after you get past four or five games, they're like stress games. Right. And then typically what will happen is mm-hmm. you'll win 10 and then you might lose two or three or four in a row. And then you'll kind of get back. I'd much rather just be even right back to square one. Right. So the Dodgers road trip this time, they took two out of three from Philadelphia. They took two out of three from Washington. Now they got a four game set in Arizona. I'm happy with that. If we can win three out of four in Arizona, we're seven and and three on the road trip. I'll take that every day and twice on Sunday. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I love that. Okay. Final question before we do a wrap up. Okay, we're early on in the season, so this may or may not play into effect, but roster moves. 
Have you seen any roster moves okay. that you're just shaking your head going, oh, man, what are we doing? Or have you seen any roster moves that you thought, glad we did this? I've, I've got a couple. Um, uh, uh, my favorite uh, topic of discussion when talking about the race because it ropes people in is Wander Franco. Uh, he was terrible for the last week. He was terrible because he was hurt. And they, mm-hmm. they just would not put him on the IL because it hurts the on-field product. People won't watch the race. People won't go to the trap if Franco's not on the field. But making him muddle through hurt, I mean, there was a stretch. I got to pull up here. There was a stretch where he was two for 35. Mm-hmm. And that's an 80-grade hit tool that's two for 35. He didn't forget how to hit a baseball. He was physically incapable of it. Mm-hmm. And they just wouldn't put him on there. And that's that's not a typical raise move. That's something the Mets would do. Right. That's, that's not us. And then um, – Traditionally, the Rays alternate their leadoff guys. It's uh, Randy against one arm and Brandon Lau against the other. But with Brandon Lau on the IL, which stings. I love Brandon Lau. Uh, Yandy Diaz has come up to start hitting leadoff, and he's a more traditional leadoff guy in the sense of like a Rays leadoff guy. He's not a speed threat. He's not Carl Crawford or BJ Upton, but he is in the 100th percentile of like chase rate, and his batted ball skills are off the charts. Like he He's going to – He's going to get on base or he's going to ground out. His, his ground ball rate is like 62% or something. Like it's obscenely high in modern baseball with these guys that are like chasing exit, uh, exit uh, velocity and launch angle. But he's, it's, it works. He gets on base. So I like that. I like that we've sort of been experimenting with that. Um, and then Josh Lowe going down to the minors things. He's our number two organizational prospect. And then – the number one organizational prospect, Vidal Bruhan, has not looked great either. I think he should, should be back in the minors. We should be giving more infield touches to Taylor Walls, who at worst is a above, above, above average defender. So, I mean, and Bruhan, I think, is 24. So it's tough to stomach sending him back to AAA again. But you have four years of team control. He's got like 70-grade speed. You just you got to polish that. You, you just got to be realistic about what you have. Well, there's, there's some value too in letting them like there's that old adage, just let them work it out in mm-hmm. the minors, but there's, there's also some value mm-hmm. in letting them work it out in the show. Right. You know, in triple I agree. A, I agree. you, you may not see the pitching that you're going to, most of the time you're not going to see the pitching that you're going to see in the show. And it's playing in front of 12,000 mm-hmm. people is a lot different than playing in front of 38,000 people on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just, oh, of course. And let, you see let, it with guys like Jared Kalanick and them. It's just, you got to swing through it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're dealing with the same thing with Max Muncy right now. He's batting like a buck 54 um, and yeah. he's struggling. I, I still think he's hurt. I still think that arm hurts him from last season's injury, but what can you do? Right. Well, he's got, he's got the highest walk rate in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't chase. He doesn't chase. You better throw well, a strike. So otherwise he if he can't hit a ball, he's not going to swing at it. Right. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, I love this. Man, John, I love talking to you. You, I, Top fans, This John is a great Rays fan. And he's just a great baseball enthusiast. I love this. These are good conversations. John, is there anything you want to want to close us off with as we, we wrap up this, this episode? This is tough. Uh, there's a bajillion things I can go to. Um, if, uh, if Stu Sternberg is listening or uh, Mayor Jim Castor is listening, uh, <laughs> please move the Rays to Tampa. Uh, we're, we, we just don't – I don't know. I don't know if everyone is up to date on the situation. The Rays don't play in Tampa Bay. The Rays play in St. Pete. 
Nobody goes right. to the games not because the race stink or because the stadium is bad because I love the trop, but because it's impossible to get there. I went last Monday with my friends, and it's just it's a grind to get out to the trop. We left early, and we still missed batting practice. By the time we got food, it was the second inning. It stinks. Move the race to Tampa. Okay. That's that's what I want to pound the table on. If anyone's listening, if those are my parting words, that's what I want to be said. And that's John, and he approved that message. No, Jesus. It's like a political Amen. I love no. it. I love Stick, it. Stamp my name on it. I, I want if if these if something were to happen, that's where that's how I want to go. That's that's where you want to go out on. There's no more online trace of me. I want I want my last words online to be that the Rays should play in Tampa. In Tampa, not Ebor City. Well, I will agree with you. The last time I was in, actually, uh, the second to last time I was in Florida, I did go down to a game, and it's not an easy stadium to get to. And so, um, and most of the people that are in St. Pete aren't going to the games. It's mostly tourists like me that are saying, hey, I want to visit this baseball stadium. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you got to get it over to Tampa. And now we're right back to let's market Wander Franco. There you go. Well, top fans, John has been amazing. Um, uh, his comments are great. I hope you're enjoying this. Feel free to make comments on um, the podcast. This will be dropping tomorrow on the 27th. So you'll see it tomorrow morning. Um, make comments. Tell us what we missed. If you want to be on, you're welcome. To just reach yeah. out to the Pop Fan Rivalry uh, Instagram account. We'll be happy to have you. But John, you got to come back in when we got a couple of fellows and we can talk about a few things baseball-wise. If, if you're interested, we'll have you back. I would love to get me in a room full of Dodgers fans and I'll tell you why Carl Crawford is, uh, is awesome. Uh-oh. Otherwise. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Top fans. Enjoy this. John, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on and have a good night. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You bet.